listening to Soul Knox Podcast, and I'm your host, Carl Hikara. And uh, this is episode number um, 20, 28, yeah, we're up to 28, we're almost to 30 now. And this week, one of my best friends, uh, Mike Purdy, who was last on for our discussion of Nightmare on Elm Street, is uh, coming back on the podcast to kick off a two-part series. Um, and this first one with him is about the original Exorcist. So yeah, we go into great detail with the movie, talk about our, our feelings about it and everything. And uh, next week we'll have part two, which will be The Exorcist 3, featuring uh, my friend Jackie Schmidt fellow horsemen of the podcast apocalypse with into the necrosphere so that is what is going on yep doing a little two-part horror series and um yeah decided to that i'm gonna do uh semi-regularly uh some horror movies with mike purdy um yeah we're gonna ex- this exorcist in a way is also kicking off that which will be a new regular uh, thing for the podcast, maybe uh, every every couple months or so, every month and a half, two months, uh, whatever, depending on what else is going on, but at least every other month. So yeah, we'll be coming back uh, with more horror movies as time goes on. So, you know, I always enjoy talking about horror, and uh, it's one of the things I want to talk about with the podcast, so there you go. Um, you know, when I first started the podcast, uh, some of the things that I really wanted to talk about was, uh, you know, black metal, uh, weird fiction, horror, uh, and also the occult. So far, in the as the podcast has gone on, the thing I probably talked about the least is the occult in a way. Uh, I would like to change that as we go on and have some more... Um, maybe guess um on that side i had had something lined up for that but uh kind of fell through so uh yeah eventually we'll get going and have more uh episodes dealing with like the occult esoteric subjects all that kind of stuff but um yeah we'll see how that goes uh but yeah at least i'm able to do the other things and uh yeah i want to do some more about black metal and stuff as well um yeah so that's what's going on this week and uh what you're about to hear um and uh we're gonna go ahead and give a shout out to my uh brothers so we got on mondays we got horror wolf 666 with brandon legion brandon was just on the podcast last week so go if you haven't listened to it go check it out a great episode um brandon's great and uh if you heard the newest, uh, everything went black. You can, uh, he's a, uh, you know, saber tooth in our little group. There you go. <laughs> and then on Tuesdays we got into the necrosphere with Jackie Smith, the best uh, extreme metal podcast out there, hands down. Wednesdays we got everything went black with uh, Mike Hill, and then uh, Mike and I are about to record a pretty cool podcast as well coming up. Um, a little bit different from our, our usual uh, uh, weird fiction stuff. 
And then, um, let's see, Thursdays, Mike Hill returns with Necromaniacs for Necro Thursday uh, with Mike uh, Scandato and Jeff Kashid. And, uh, yep, and then at Intermediate Times, are kind of honorary horsemen is uh, Ableist Manifestations of Cheyenne from Trivax. So, yeah, go follow everybody on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, whatever you, you know, whatever you listen to shit on. And, um, you know, follow me on it, on the platforms. You can find me at Denver Underground Radio. Or also my personal, which is um, Carl Hikara, K-A-R-L-H-A-I-K-A-R-A. Uh, you know, which, as long as you're not a weirdo, I'll probably let you follow me. Uh, you know, like, a real weirdo, like, you know, I'm like a fucking bot or some shit. So... Um, yeah, come on and, um, give us a follow, give everybody five-star reviews, all that kind of shit, and, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Uh, I'm gonna start off this, um, with, uh, Possessed with The Exorcist. So there you go, off of the classic Seven Churches, my favorite, one of my favorite metal albums of all time, one of the greatest metal albums ever made, Possessed. You gotta listen to them. So yeah, we're gonna kick it off with that, and we'll get into the episode. Hope you guys enjoy. Hail Satan. And uh, remember, your mother sucks cocks in hell.
But uh, yep, I'm glad to have you back on, Mike. Yeah, I'm glad to be on too. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'll have you have you on more too as we go. So, but um, yeah, I figured uh, you know, last time you were on, we did Nightmare in Elm Street series. Um, yep, and I was like, you know, all like fucking what? How many movies is that? Like seven movies. Seven. But uh, this time it'll be a little easier because we just get to talk about one. But right. Basically, uh, gonna kick off a two two part episode where this week is um, you and me talking about Exorcist one, and then uh, should be next week my friend Jackie Smith from Into the Necrosphere podcast and I are gonna talk about Exorcist three. So nice. That'll be a good like in a one two punch of the ex- of the good Exorcist movies. <laughs> Hell yeah. We um we have that. Um, I just watched it uh, a couple nights ago, like Wednesday night. I, I watched it, so I was like, I probably didn't need to watch it to talk about it, right? Because I mean, I know everything that happens in it so well, you know. Oh yeah, but I figured it was a good, good excuse. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And do I notice stuff? I mean, we'll get into some of it a little bit more later, but. This last time I watched it, I noticed stuff that I'd never noticed before in the movie. Even if oh, I haven't nice. seen it, you know? Right. Like, there's a scene in it where, um, okay, like, I think it, I forget which, where, it's one scene where Reagan's sleeping, right? And the mom goes to, um, uh, open the door to look in on her. Uh-huh. And they cut to, like the inside of the door as she's opening it. And as she's opening it, there's like superimposed on the door is Pazuzu's face. Oh, no shit. Yeah, dude. I never noticed it before tonight. I haven't either. Yeah. So. <laughs> nice. Crazy thing about this movie. We had a. Oh, yeah. The Exorcist is the. Uh, it's from 1973, uh, directed by William Friedkin and written by William Peter Blatty based off of his novel, which came out in 1971. I'm just reading the thing. It says, it stars Ellen Bernstein, Max von Sydow, Lee J. Cobb, Kitty Wynn, Jack McGowan, McGowan, Jason Miller, and Linda Blair. So, obviously, I think anybody who's a horror fan, I mean, I think anybody who's a horror fan has seen this movie, I'd imagine, you know. Right. I kind of feel like if you if you're gonna call yourself a horror fan and you haven't seen Exorcist and you're not a horror fan, you know. <laughs> I agree 100. That's something you have to see. Um, I guess let's well before we kick into maybe kind of going through some of the plot beats and stuff. Uh, I figure maybe we start off with. Um, do you remember the first time you saw this movie? Yep, I was in sixth grade and my mom rented it for me and my friend. We watched it in my basement. You're like six years. So that how old is that? Like um, that was eleven. Eleven, yeah. 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 Did it scare you when you first watched it? Not at all. First time I watched it, I just thought it was kind of like creepy but funny. Really, you you kind of like laughing at it? Yeah. I just didn't think I understood it. Yeah, I could. I think I could say the same thing. Like, I think the effect of the movie grows has grown as I gotten older. In the sense that, like, I think I was probably maybe a little younger than you when I first saw it. I don't quite remember. Might have been in that age range, oh nine to eleven or something like that when I first watched it. 
It definitely didn't really scare me. I liked the the end of the feeling of it, you know, like the vibe. Right. And I guess it's a, you know, I, it's not really a scary movie to me, but I think it it has this unnerving quality. And I think being older and understanding more like position of the mother and all that kind of stuff within it and what's going on with Karis and his, and his mom. Right. I think when you get older, you can kind of like relate to those things more and, 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 and it kind of has more of uh, affecting than when you're like a kid, you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Like when you're a kid, you're mostly like, you know, you're like, Oh wow. Like is she like fucking shoving the crucifix in her pussy or something. You know what right. I mean? Like, <laughs> Like, oh, she spun her head around. What the hell's that? <laughs> yeah, I think you're. I think yeah. as a kid, you're kind of more like uh, thinking about those things than anything else. But I mean, from when I first saw it, I mean, I've always loved the movie. You know, like oh well, yeah, uh, this feeling. But I definitely feel like it's one that that's grown as I get older. Right. The um. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe we should go through kind of. The plot, maybe talk about some of the stuff that happens, you know? Oh, for sure, dude. And then uh, can talk from there. But yeah, I mean, I think when, like the beginning, I always really like the um, uh, the intro, like in Iraq, you know? Oh, I thought that was always beautifully shot, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like really like striking. There's not a lot of dialogue or anything. It's very silent, you know? Yes. Diegetic like sound and stuff like that, like the, the clock ticking and stuff, and it just has this like you have this kind of ominous feeling in that whole scene. Like you feel like something bad is something bad is afoot. You know what I mean? Yep. The whole time, and then, of course it ends with that whole scene where he's like face to face with the demon. Yep. Yep. Like. And that classic shot with like the dogs like howling in the background and everything. That always creeps me out like a lot still to this day. The like the dogs and stuff. Yeah, the dogs when they're howling. Is there something just eerie about it? Yeah, like the dogs are, like fighting and stuff. And and I think what's interesting too is that I I I'm sure that that wasn't really probably planned with the dogs. It's probably something that they that was happening where they were. You know what I mean? They just caught it. You know. Right. Because you know they went to Iraq and they filmed this stuff and. And um, I would imagine that that uh, probably that was just something that's happening that they caught, you know? Yeah, for sure. I could definitely see that because it doesn't look like it was, you know, something planned. Yeah, I mean, it might have been for all I know, but I don't know. It almost seemed like something that might just happen, but but it fit so well with the what's going on because you feel like the presence of this evil spirit, yep. you know? Yep dogs are, you know all of a sudden the dogs are fighting and you know it's yeah it's just like really builds this kind of feeling of this like, evil presence oh yeah or like when he's talking to the other priest and he has to go and you see the clock and it's basically the same clock in their house yeah yeah that's true yeah and, uh it didn't even think about it yeah the clock's like the same kind of and it stops at a certain time yep and i'm wondering if you know it would be interesting if, if like the time on there was like this that went, that stops might have been the same time that he dies later on, you know? Right. That'd be kind of cool if that was. The See, case. I thought that, and I also thought is the time when it stops is that's Pazuzu leaving there to head to uh, this, this Reagan. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, because then it, 
has a scene where they're like facing each other and the wind's howling, the dogs are fighting, and then it kind of cuts to uh, to Georgetown. Yeah. Where the movie's set. And you're kind of introduced to to um to Reagan and um why am I forgetting her name? Uh what was in mom's name? Oh god. Chris I McNeil. knew it. <laughs> Chris McNeil, yeah. Chris McNeil, yes. I'm like, it's right there. I kept wanting to call her a real name. Yeah, I'm like, I just watched this like two nights ago. How can I forget her name? But yeah, so <laughs> you're like introduced to Chris McNeil, who's like a actress. Um, uh, she's starring in some movie that's being filmed on Georgetown University. And you're kind of given like this kind of little like slices of their life, like, you know, like um, she's acting, you're introduced. And then that whole shot, like with her acting in the beginning, you know, you're also introduced to Damien Karras as well. Yeah. And she walks home and you got like the, the two rebels music playing in that part where she's walking down the, down the, down the street, you know? Right. Sees Damien and in the background, like talking to a priest and stuff. And, um, she walks down and, uh, yeah, then you're introduced to her with, with Reagan. Reagan wants a pony and all this stuff, like all this, you know, she's just like a, a spoiled, like kind of upper, you know, like rich kid right. girl, you know what I mean? Like in a way, you know what I mean? Like they're obviously like, they obviously got money, you know? Yep. But, uh, um, but that's when I think the first note of something's wrong is when all, when they introduce the, the Ouija board, you know? Oh yeah. I think that's where you're, you're, I think that's, that's, that's in that first part where you first meet them, right? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. That's when you start going about things are going to change real quick. Yeah. Cause she's like, uh, finds a, finds a, the Ouija board and it's kind of treated as like a, like a joke or something, but she's talking about Mr. Howdy. It's like, yeah. Thing. And, uh, and I think, yeah, that's when you're like, okay, something, something, you know, bad. But I think with the, I think one of the best parts of the movie is the way it slowly builds. So oh, like, definitely. It starts with that, like she finds out that, but then like that night, she's hearing like, you know, what sounds like rats or something like up in the up in this attic. You know what I mean? Yep. And then, um later on uh, like the net like after that she's like um wakes up you know gets like a phone call to wake up for her for uh, casting and she wakes up and um reagan's like in the bed with her and, and she's like the bed's shaking i can't sleep you know and yeah it's like chris doesn't think anything of it she puts reagan back to bed and she starts hearing the stuff in the in the in the um the ceiling again you know yeah and that seems creepy when she goes up there. Yeah, she goes up in the attic and she's like looking around, and you're like, you know, really, every, even if you've seen it for a million times, you're still kind of expecting something to happen, you know? Yep. <laughs> but then just guy, the, the guy is like there, like shining light on her. But the, I think the, the candle flares, which is weird. Yeah. Like, that's not a normal thing to happen. <laughs> no, no, nope. It's very creepy. Oh yeah. And uh yeah, I think addicts are creepy anyway, so Yes, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're creepier than basements. Yeah, I would agree. I don't I think addicts are usually creepier than basements. 
and it's always creepy you know you get a creepy attic you know like always also think of like sinister where he finds like the, the eight millimeter tapes in the attic or something you know <laughs> right yeah the I think this is a good way that's building up and, and building up this dread. Like it starts with just something being wrong. And then next thing you know, like uh, you're introduced to like uh, the Reagans apparently having some type of behavioral issues, you know? Right. And, uh, and now in the uh, extended edition, it, there's more of that, I think, which I think is a, is a good part of the extended edition, you know? Oh, I agree. I kind of like the extended edition overall, like better. Yep. I do too. Yeah, because I think you get you get more time with Reagan and and Chris, and and it kind of develops the whole story better, I think. And later on in the Exorcist part of it, you you get more of that too, you know. Cause that that's the thing, like in the book, like they're doing the exorcism for like three days or something, you know. Yep. Like it's going on for a while or like a week or something like it's not not just like one night you know yeah um yeah which i don't think they they conveyed too well in the movie no not at all but in the this extended one it, it seems more more long lengthy at least you know yeah now, that's what i like about the extended edition like you said like when she's first at the hospital you start seeing more yeah and like seeing that transition yeah, like you're saying, like the start of the transition where it's like, like she's like, um, they're trying to like take her temperature and she just spits it out and so you know, I was like yelling at them, like I don't want it, you know. Yeah. Or when she sees Pazuzu. What do you mean? When she closes her eyes, like when she's looking, it's like that really quick flash of them. Oh yeah, oh, that's something something I catch sometimes. Yeah, I I don't catch sometimes. Yeah. Yep. And um. Yeah, I like the part when 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 the doctor's like, "Well, she told me to uh, keep me keep my fingers from her cunt or something like right. that." Right. <laughs> yeah. So she's such like this innocent child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, this little innocent child, and suddenly, like, you know, she's like painting. You know, you see her painting like little like paintings of like you know lions with wings and and shit. You know, and now. Now, like, she's like, like, cursing and fucking, you know, being out of control. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and kind of concurrent with this, you're, you're being developed the storyline of Damien Karras as well. Like the yeah, the priest played by um Jason um, um and uh, Jason Miller. Yep. Uh, you know he's. He's kind of like the one of the main stars of the movie, and and I always like found like like when he goes to like see his mom in New York and stuff like pretty depressing, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> like you can just imagine like I mean her life like she's getting older, can't move around. She's just sitting in this like apartment in like Brooklyn or Bronx or wherever they live, you know? Yep. And no, definitely like that, and then um, when you go when he goes sees her, it's like super depressing. He's like he's trying to talk to her, and she's like, "Jimmy, you need to do this and that," and just it's all dark, and the music that's playing, you're just like, it doesn't feel like you're in the same movie at that point. Yeah, it's very like yeah, it's definitely like very depressing, like type of world, like 
place, you know, and she makes some dinner and stuff like that. But yeah, it's like, you know, and she's obviously like Italian, like she don't speak, she obviously doesn't really speak English, you know what I mean? And right. Stuff as well, like, and um, yeah, like very old, old school New York, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, and of course, those scenes where you're in New York is always it's cool. I mean, I always like seeing New York from like the 70s and 80s and, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really depressing. And then, it, I mean, that story, I guess, more depressing. Like, um, yeah, the, so yeah, because that storyline develops like, you know, they're doing more testing on Reagan, which continues for a while. And all the testing scenes of Reagan is like fucked up, you know? Yes. They're doing like all the spinal fucking exams and i mean and from what i understand when the movie first uh premiered you know those were the parts where people were like, fainting and stuff in the movie theater right like apparently people didn't have a hard time with like the later stuff that happens you know what i mean uh -huh. but the biggest pro like a lot of people were like throwing up <laughs> like yeah getting sick like watching like these like medical exams <laughs> I can imagine. Yep. Yeah, they're pretty unpleasant. Oh, yeah, definitely. 1970s, like, CAT scans and stuff were pretty horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I'm trying to remember. So, that's, like, progressing. It's, it's after the party when things... So, it's after the party when things get worse. So, it's, like... Yeah. Yeah, so, Damien... Damien's mother, like... I don't know. It's like she like she like went and got the men. I don't know. It's almost like she's like fell or got dementia or something. And and her and his uncle puts her in like this hospital and stuff. Yeah. It seems like he takes her out and then she dies. You know what I mean? Yeah. From what it sounds like. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've always been a little confused by that because you see him with her in the hospital. And then when, um, then like, it's kind of like, and then one of the next scenes, the, uh, when they're at the party, um, what's his name? Uh, the other fa father Dyer. Yeah. Telling her that like, his mom, like Damien's mother had been dead for a few days or something. So yeah. I'm assuming that there's been like a leap in time between the scene there and then when the party happens, you know? Right. But yeah, so yeah, she has this party. It's like, you know, like I, I think it might be a rap party for the movie or something, right? Yeah, I think so. And uh, there's all these people there. There's like an astronaut. and um, Which is, there's a cool, there's a cool fact about that. What's that? When she says, when she goes down there and she's like, you're going to die up there. Yeah. That's what that's about. I'm sure you, I didn't know if you knew that or not. Yes, I, I um, somebody said that I always, for some reason, I always thought that she said I'm like she was gonna die up there. Like she was like that's why she came downstairs. Right. And then I, I I was listening to podcasts. We're talking about Exorcist, and they're talking about that. Like oh like that she's saying that actually to that astronaut. And I'm like oh that makes makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, because even I didn't know that for years. I always always thought it meant like someone's gonna die upstairs with her. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's some. Yeah. I'll, I was like very always didn't really quite get that. Right. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense, like, that, that she's telling the astronaut guy. 
Yeah, because she comes, Reagan comes down and tells him that, and then pisses all over the floor, you know. <laughs> and then the net, like everybody leaves, and um, and uh, th- that's when shit goes real, real like sideways is after this, because that's when the fucking bed's like shaking and everything, and and Chris is like on the bed with her and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the point where it's like. Their possession really fully like kicks in. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Because after this point, you start seeing like the physical change in her. You know? Yep. And uh, they do more testing, and then they're like, "Oh, we're gonna have to do uh, they try to get the psychologist because it's like nothing's working." You know? Yeah. And that part is funny. Like, (laughs) (laughs) he's like, yeah, it is tries to communicate with the being a side of Ray again. And then I think it's cool how they can, um, you start seeing like the breath coming out, right? Yes. And I really like how they managed to convey the fact that it's supposed to stink, it like stinks or something smells. Cause everybody's like, Oh God, you know, like they managed to make convey like a smell. Like you could almost smell that, 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 that situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I just picture it was like sulfur. Yeah. Like sulfur. Or, yeah. Some like rotten smell or something. Yeah. Probably yeah. sulfur. She grabs his balls and everything. Uh, and that's such a good shot, too. That's all just done with one camera. The whole part where she like, grabs his balls? Yeah. Yeah. That part is crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. But uh, after that is... Um, I'm trying to think. Um... Oh yeah, the next next thing that they see is the part where uh the doctors come by and um she's like fucking like shake like she's like like um being violently thrown back and forth. Right. You know the part I'm talking about? Yep. And that's the part that I guess like Linda Blair like like had like has like issues to this day from that like <laughs> Yeah, I heard like because it because she was still growing, so it messed up her spine. Yeah, like she got a spine injury or something, and and that like messed her up, and because uh, course they had her like in like a corset type of thing to hold her like her back's straight while they're doing that. Yeah, I guess it was like maybe like not tightened right or something, and. She's literally screaming like if you if you actually listen to what she's saying like she's actually screaming like, William stop or something like that right because I think she's like it, doesn't she like I'm in pain or something too yeah and they just kept it you know yeah. like, as the first example of several uh, fucked up things that William Freakin did like Nick and movie. oh yeah he's he's an asshole in that movie he's also just an asshole in general yeah he's, an, he's definitely an asshole the uh, yeah so they um. Cause yeah, they 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 fucking subdue her and everything that part. But then, um, I think it was like the next, the next part is the is the is the crucifix like masturbation scene. Yep, that's the yep. Yeah, that's the that's the that's a real brutal one. Yes, it is. Jesus fuck me. Brutal <laughs> Book. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. It's so like ridiculous. It does make it's almost it does make me laugh because it's just like Jesus fuck me, <laughs> right? Because she like tries to 
force Chris to like lick her like bloody pussy. I know, she's like, eat me. Or is it lick me or whatever? <laughs> like, Jesus. What the hell's going on here? Like me. And then she like fucking backhands Chris. And that's the part when um they pulled her back, right? Yep. She broke her fucking um back because they pulled her past yeah. it. She broke, I think, like some like her like something in her hip or something like that. Yep. Like, yeah. Like they like pulled her back real hard. And so like when she's screaming in that scene, like that's for real, you know. Yes, it is. Like it <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, so and that's that's kind of the last straw for Chris, like where I think the doctors had even told her like, hey, maybe maybe exorcism might be a good idea, you know? Yeah. Like they yeah, don't know like you. Do you believe in do you, do, you, do you believe in religion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, not really. Okay, well, this is something that these people do in the Catholic Church. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I think it's, like, kind of funny, like, the way the doctors are, because it's, like, you know, I mean, I guess they, they're just, like, oh, it's just, like, it's just, like, a psychological, like, shock therapy, as they say, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like, why they're presenting it, but, I mean, in a way, like, You'd think like why would this work with with her too? Because it's not like she's like Christian, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, you know, I guess I get it, you know. She apparently thinks she sees the devil, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So yeah, that, and that's when um Chris reaches out to uh to Damien finally. Yeah. Oh wait, and then we did forget one thing that happened earlier is uh between between the party and the part where with the with the crucifix rape is the part where dennings dies that's right he gets thrown out the window like we <laughs> don't know what happened exactly nope. she, dennings was watching her and she comes home from the doctor or whatever and they and like there's like a crime scene or something you know like and, and somebody comes out oh, burke died like she he fell down the stairs or whatever and then that's yeah. when Lieutenant Kinderman, who of course shows up again in Exodus three, he's introduced and he's uh, yep. investigating it. And yep. um, apparently, yeah. Uh, and that and that uh, in the scene when when with the masturbation rape, that's when Reagan's like, "Do you know what she did? Your cunting daughter, you know." Yep. And, and of course, if you watch the extended version after they tell her Burke is dead, you get the most famous creepiest scene ever in that damn movie. Yeah, the spider walk down the stairs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 is like that scene still to this day terrifies me. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. <laughs> this is, there's just something not normal about it. It's like the way it's sped up. Nope. Nope. Yeah, it's it's really like unnatural, you know. Uh huh. And it it fits with some of the stuff that happens in Exorcist Three too. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, that's a cool scene and and real yeah. That's one of the more famous cut scenes out, maybe. Yeah. Well, even they said they were letting him keep it in. As they said, we're already pushing the limits too much. Right. Yeah, I think I like that scene, and it really like makes it is like a real horrifying little in cap to her finding yeah. the work died. But yeah. So it's apparently, apparently, uh, apparently, she fucking murdered this this guy, like tore his head around like backwards, and then yep. you know, and, you know like, that's what that's right. what Damien says to Damien Karras. And this is also connecting another um, thing where apparently it seems like 
Reagan's been like uh, desecrating a fucking statues at, at nighttime or something. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> Which they don't really. It's one of those interesting things where they don't really explicitly say that, but yeah. But it's just kind of they show the desecrated statue of Mother Mary with like a penis thing and and everything. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's all all like covered in paint, and and you're kind of left to kind of connect the dots but you kind of realize that well look that paint and the stuff that she's got on there is like the same type of paint that's on the statue you know what i mean yeah and obviously kinderman kind of connects the dots so like when he goes down and he sees her paintings and stuff you know yeah and um that's the thing like he kind of i think it, and in the book it's more explicit that he's basically figured it out yeah but he's kind of horrified by that you know what i mean uh-huh but, but in the book, there's also the subplot that at first he's like suspicious of um, of the housekeeper and the ho- you know housekeepers Carl and what's her name. Yeah. But then he finds out that some because you know something's weird with that, but it turns out that they're like giving money to like their drug addict daughter or something like that. Yep. So but yeah, so and that's what leads him at first. He's like suspicious of him, but then he like, kind of puts the dots together. And then, you know, you have parts where he's kind of like, not sure what he should do. Right. Um, yeah. So after all that, you know, Reagan, uh, Chris has realized that Reagan has murdered one of my best friends, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, done all the, like, like made me like fucking lick her like bloody pussy. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I think uh, I think I gotta we gotta fix it, you know. Like maybe we'll do right. this like shock treatment. And that's when she reaches out to Damien, and then you know, Damien at first is kind of like doesn't um, you know he doesn't really like want to do do it. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't really believe in possession either because he's like gone to. He's in the Jez. He's a Jesuit, and he went to like fucking. He's like a psychologist and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 dude. But she basically begs him, and he comes and uh, and comes first as like not as a priest. Like he just goes. He's not dressed as a priest to see her. And I, I think that's like the some of the creepy things in that that scene is when she talks to him like in the voice of like the yeah spare me a diamond for an old altar boy father or whatever you know. Right. Just pretty, you know, how would you know that? You know what I mean? I thought that was like kind of kind of creepy, you know? Oh, yeah, dude, for sure. Um, but yeah, the, I think what, what really is creepy because, you know, he comes back because he's going to try to collect evidence for, for the show to the diocese for their exorcism. And I really one of my favorite things in the whole movie is when he takes the um the recording of her voice. You know what I mean? Yes. Like with a tape recorder. Right. So I just think it's so creepy, like the sound she's making. Oh god, yeah. Like coming out of can you imagine that coming out of a human being, like all these voices and stuff, like Nope. And particularly when he figures out that they're backwards. Right. And uh, something I realized the last time I watched the movie, which I never really, I guess I never really fully realized, that was that she's calling for Marin. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's saying, Marin, Marin. And then it's like, Damn. you're the priest, you know? Right. 
I realized that she's calling for Marin. Oh, wow. Yeah. Something I just, just figured out the last time I watched it. Nice. Yeah, if you listen to it, that's what she's saying. She's saying Marin. At first, I just thought, I used to just think it was just like, just like noises, but then I realized yeah. she's saying Marin. Oh, that's crazy. I never, damn. Yeah. So, which, I mean, makes sense, you know. Yeah, it does. And later on, when Marin shows up, she calls out to Marin as well when he comes in. Right. Like calling his name and stuff, you know. So it's like, obviously, the demon sets us up trying to get Marin to come, you know? Yep. Um, so, yeah, she he takes all that information, brings it to the diocese, and then they, that's when they, they call Marin to show up. And, Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, dude. I thought that was crazy, too. <laughs> <laughs> I never realized that. Right? Just calling for Marin backwards in the... In the in... <laughs> Wow. I think the other part is creepy is when she shows like the help me written on her stomach. Oh god, and then, like the music behind it. Ugh. Yeah. That shit. Yeah, that's another thing that just gives me the chills. Yeah, because it's got the the weird like string sounds that sounds all like yeah, skittery and creepy. Yep. Um yeah, that's really creepy. I imagine, like, I mean, I mean, you could just look at her and know that something's not right. Right. <laughs> you know, like, no, I don't know about this. Like, she didn't, she did not look, not look good. Yeah, her yeah. face is what creeps me out the most. Yeah, that face is like, face is what gets you. Yeah, yeah, that's what does it to me. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that you got her tapped you done, you know. That is why I did that, so I could face my fear. Basically, every day you look at it, look at it. <laughs> yep. That's why it's easier for me to watch the movie nowadays, honestly. Yeah, you can overcome your fear that you got later on. Yeah. It's funny. I can watch the movie and I'm good for the most part. But if somebody just randomly sends me a picture of her, like Johanna, I freak out quick. Right. I'm like, ah! <laughs> like, remember that one poster that they have where she's like, at the top of the stairs or whatever, like... Yeah. Okay, that's a creepy poster. Yeah, it is. Or have you seen that? I don't know if it's a poster or a drawing where it's her looking at the cross and it's all in black and white. I'm not sure. I'd have to... I don't know. I don't remember that one. That one's creepy as... Oh, God, dude. I'll also have to find it. Yeah, I have to find it. I always love the ones with... um With... With... Pazuzu, uh, like the white, white makeup face. Yeah. Yeah, it's creepy. The um but yeah, so Marin comes and I think if I only have if I pretty much the only complaint I have about the exorcist as a movie is that the actual exorcism is way too short. It is. It absolutely is. Particularly when you think with the book, like it's supposed to be like, you know, a week or something. Right. Of exorcism, you know what I mean? Yeah. It goes on for a for a while. I feel like they really, they really cut it down too much in the movie. Like it feels a little oh, yeah. like unsatisfying because it's just like, it feels like it's over before it starts. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my that's sorry. My only complaint about the movie is that this last little section of it I think should be longer and should maybe have the feeling of like a few days going by rather than one night. You know? Yeah. But yeah. So I mean. 
And I do like the extended version because at least you get more time with Max von Sydow. And, you know, him talking to uh, to the mother and everything. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, dude. And you also get the extra scene with them, like, taking a break in between, you know? Yep. On the stairs and talking about why this is happening. Right. And it's kind of like, I don't even know why they would cut that a theatrical edition because that, that scene is, like, almost essential, I think, in the plot. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, William Peter Blatty, I know, has said that that scene alone was one of the ones that he was most upset about being taken out of the movie. Right. Because he felt like that scene, just like that like conversation between Marin and and Karis, like basically kinda he's like that sums up like the, the themes of the movie, you know. Yep. Yeah, which I get, you know. That extended version is more done for for Blady anyways. But, oh yeah. Because Friedkin's preferred is the theatrical, but Blady was like very like wanted all this other stuff, you know was not happy with the other other stuff not being in the movie. Yeah. The other thing I realized is that so I have the older DVD of like the version you haven't seen. You've never seen version. Oh, right. And I realized because the last time I watched it, I watched your Blu-ray. Oh, uh-huh. that even has some footage that wasn't in that one that I have because it has. The oh, whole really? Thing. Yeah, because the version you have is a little bit later. It's like it, where they added um, the part where they're like go to like the monuments and stuff like that. Like it has more time with Reagan and Chris, like before she gets possessed, you know? Right. Where they go for her birthday to go to like the monument and the stuff in that DC and everything. Yeah. That's like not on the version I have. I forgot about that. I forgot that they added that later to like the late, like a later edition of the movie. Okay. Although I will say that the blacks are much better in the DVD. Like there's parts where everything's all black, like in your Blu-ray, it looks right. like it's washed out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. See, so yeah, there's that stuff. But yeah, the in the movie, like, I mean, I think the exorcism itself is creepy though. Oh hell yeah, it is. You know, like when she stares into the camera. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. like doing like the tongue thing like staring in the camera yeah i swear every time i see that i feel like she's like staring right in my damn eyes yeah like a benevolent like evil staring through you yeah it's like oh that's great <laughs> i'm like surprised sometimes with how well um linda blair really acted the, the part oh yeah like the parts where like earlier where karis is talking to her and he's like She's like, that's a fine day for an exorcism. Like, yep. you'll see like Linda Blair kind of like tapping her like fingers, like like sometimes an impatience for it for him when he's trying to do something. Yeah. Like, you know, like she kind of plays it pretty well, like this kind of, you know, even though it's not her voice in that part, you know. Right. It's like the physical acting. Yeah. Yeah, like the look in her eyes and stuff. It's like that's why it annoys me with the stunt double who I've met, how she just acts like she's like the whole movie's like, no, no, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> you she, did Linda Blair stunts. Yeah, she did the stunts. Like she's <laughs> it's so annoying. Uh huh. <laughs> I have to say, if if I ever saw somebody fucking levitate like that in real life. Right? 
Like in that scene where she like flies upward and like the power of Christ compels you. Yep. I I would be pretty creeped out. Oh hell yeah, dude. Like, There's I'm no like, doubt. So I'd be like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> like I feel like in those scenes, like we are kind of Karis is kind of like the audience. Right. And he's kinda of like, Oh my god, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Where Baron's like just down to business, you know? <laughs> yep. He's like, I've done this before. Don't worry. He's like, I'm used to this with this asshole. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, the whole, all that stuff is, is great, you know. Oh yeah. And then of course, uh, at the end, um, I always assume the Marin had a heart attack. Yeah, me too. But that's how it is in the book. Yep. That he has a heart attack and like Karis comes back in the room and and the demons like yelling at Marin like no like why wake you know like mad at him yep. for dying you know what I mean yeah I'm gonna bastard and stuff for dying on him you know yeah because the demons having fun yep the demons doing this just to, to have fun to get back at Marin and have fun with him you know what I mean uh huh so he's like pissed off that Marin dies and I wish that they uh, they did that in the movie you know yeah I do too. They almost make, I mean, like, I definitely figured out it was a heart attack, but it's like they almost make it like she killed him. I almost make it like that, and then, like, she's, like, laughing about it, you know? Right. Yeah, we're in the book. Like, I like I like the idea that the demon's, like, mad at him for dying, you know? Yeah. Like, what? No, you can't die. Yeah, we just got started. Like, no. Right. I have plans for you. Yeah, I'm going to try to kill this fucking bitch, and, you know, and so you fail, you know what I mean? That's yep. That's the whole point of what the demon's trying to do is she's trying, the demon is trying to basically, you know, like, because uh, Marin probably succeeded the last time, right? And yeah. Them out. So this time the demon's trying to kill um, Reagan. Yep. So that, to make Marin, you know, despair or whatever, you know what I mean? To get back yep. and cast him out. That's really what the demon's trying to do, you know? Right. And uh, yeah, and I think yeah, that's more apparent in the book than it is in the in the movie a little bit. I think. But yeah, the um, uh, Karis comes back in and like basically for, you know, I guess forces the demon to possess him. I don't know. No. I guess I guess that's what happened. I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know quite know why, but the demon possesses him, and then he. Um, instead of strangling strangling Reagan, which he almost seems like he's going to, he um, kind of takes control and jumps out of the window and kills himself. Yep. And uh, then you see another scene that, that involves like William Friedkin being an asshole, where uh, Father Dyer is like is like giving him his last rites and his hands shaking. Apparently, like Friedkin like slapped him in the face before he did that. Right. <laughs> so, you know, like shaking and stuff. So, yeah, um, and then uh, everything's uh, um, lucky dory at the end. Uh, yep. Um, Reagan's like uh, not possessed anymore, and and I, I like the ending of the extended edition too, where at the end you sh you have um, you know, Father Dyer comes by and says goodbye to them, and then as he's leaving, he runs into Lieutenant Kinderman. Yep. That kind of starts off a friendship that you see in Exorcist 3. And I feel like without that scene at the end of Exorcist 1, 
probably a lot of people were real confused when you got to Exorcist 3, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Probably what? Like, when did they become friends, you know? And uh-huh. So having that in Exorcist 1, like, like was supposed to be, it kind of helps set that up for the for a Legion, you know? Yep. Yeah, I like, I so much prefer the ending on the extended edition than the regular edition. Yeah, because originally just like he looks at the the stairs down and then then he just walks away and then it's over, you know? Yeah. And it's not a bad ending on its own, but particularly with having Exorcist 3, I think having the whole part with, with Lieutenant Kinderman and everything really, I think, helps them, you know, tie them together better, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, so that's kind of the, the main plot points of Exorcist. Right. Um, certain things about the movie too like I love the soundtrack to the movie oh yeah my uncle actually has it on vinyl I really like the original soundtrack that's cool yep. like you got like the two bear bells is obviously the most famous thing from it which is actually only used in like two parts of it but right uh, but just the soundtrack in itself is just amazing like it has all the kind of creepy ambience and then you got the real like creepy dissonant like string sounds and stuff like that you know oh yeah it always kind of helps make make the movie even more creepy like in any scene you know yep definitely it's like ugh. the other thing i really liked about the movie is the way that it uses different um um types of contrast lighting and stuff like that in different scenes. So like all the scenes of the exorcism, I feel like they use like this cold, like white light, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which gives it this really bleak, stark feeling whenever they're in there, like whenever, you know, as a demon gets more and more powerful, you know? Yeah. I think that works really well. And then it, it ties into as well, cause that's the same type of lighting that they use for like Damien's like nightmares and stuff, you know? Right. Like that night. Yeah, and, and um, it's still it's still Chris Matt when she turns her head all all the way around. And that's just because it's so just unnatural. Yeah, it's, it's very unnatural. <laughs> and on Blu-ray, it looks even creepier because like, you can just see all the detail in it more. You're like Jesus. Yeah, that's one good thing about the Blu-ray is you can see the detail and the makeup and everything. Oh yeah, I'm surprised they haven't put it out on 4K yet. I'm sure they will. <laughs> I know Exorcist 3 is coming out in like two weeks on 4K. Yeah, they're doing that. Like, I think it's, um, is it Arrow or is it Scream Factory? Scream Factory. Yeah, they're doing like a 4K one. I want to get yeah. the, I do want to get the Blu-ray version of Exorcist 3 that has like the uh, the work print version. Oh, right. Because I'd like to check that out. I feel like though, when I was, I was listening to a podcast about, Exodus 3 and, and they're talking about the differences between those and uh, I kind of feel like I probably like the um, theatrical one a bit better just because they have more of um, what's his name um, Chucky in it you know yeah that's like the best part of the movie <laughs> oh he's so great as a Gemini killer yeah but yeah the, um, I definitely prefer the 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 extended a version of this movie oh i do too dude for sure like it just it goes so much better together also kind of shows you like how you know the faith works where you have father oh gosh why am i drawing blank right now not Marin cares yeah cares now like his faith is 
destroyed, but like Chris McNeil never had faith in that. And it's like his faith renewed. She now has faith. Yeah, I mean, that's a part of the, the whole plot of The Exorcist. I mean, that's part of what Blady wanted. Was right. Faith and like evil being a force that can actually like bring faith to people. You know what I mean? I mean, this whole movie, I mean, like, I mean, obviously, like, I mean, you grew up like, you know, it, it, your family's Catholic, right? Cause they're like, yeah. Everything, yeah. So it's like, and, uh, and my mom became a Catholic when I was pretty, pretty young. So I grew up going to Catholic churches a lot and stuff, you know, yep. this movie definitely has that Catholic feeling, you know? Oh yeah. Definitely. I think that might be part of where I kind of like connect to it. Cause it just, I grew up, grew up going to Catholic church and stuff so much, you know what I mean? Yep. And it's just like. And yeah, the, the whole vibe, like, you know, when they go to like the diocese and stuff like that, you're like, yeah, I've been in the buildings look like that, you know, like, right. <laughs> like the fucking like weird, like, uh, I don't know why the vat, why all these church places always had to have that weird orangey carpet, you know? Yeah, I have no idea. We had that in my basement. Oh, really? <laughs> As a kid. Yeah. Oh, in your old house. Yeah. I've been to so many churches are built like maybe in like the i mean just so many churches and like say like catholic like diocese buildings and stuff that have that weird orangey carpet i don't know why right particularly up in um, cheyenne where my mom worked that everything was like that yeah <laughs> yeah it's like when they go to diocese in this one yeah the other thing that's creepy with this movie too is just it to me it's one thing i was because now where kenderman's like sitting there outside and you see Reagan walk around, just her shadow, like from the light. Well, that's particularly creepy because last time you saw her, she was fucking tied up. Yep. Dead. So yeah, that's like real creepy because you literally see her with Damien, and she's got you know she's got her hands bound to the bed, you know, so she can't hurt herself. And Kinderman's out there like watching; he can see her shadow. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of goes back to you with, you know, how, you know, Reagan's out there at night destroying the churches and all that stuff. Yeah, and somehow, like, her fan, you know, her mom doesn't realize or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like, how is she getting out and doing that? You know what I mean? It's, like, real weird. But she is, apparently, you know. She's, like, desecrating, like, the church and shit. Right. Yeah, the... The, um... Yeah, I'm just thinking about, like, I think that's the best part about the movie is the way that it just builds, like we said earlier, you know. Builds, oh, yeah, dude. Keeps, keeps, like, it kind of gets more and more creepy as it goes on. You feel like, I think the thing with this movie is it has this kind of real sense of dread, you know. Yes, it does. It has a huge sense of dread. That's right. It's just about to say, dude, because you just, you just feel just, the mood just gets darker and darker throughout the movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those type of things that, no matter how many times I've seen this movie, I always feel the same feeling every time I watch it. You know what I mean? Yep. And oh, yeah. It just is such a heavy, heavy feeling to the movie that that you just feel every time you watch it, you know? Yep. Like, I remember when I was 18, I went to go see the theaters when the extended cut first came out. Yeah. It was so intense actually seeing the theaters for the first time. Yeah, I mean, that nice... Uh, when it came out and the extended cut. Seeing in the theater is a whole different experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. We sat, like, 
in the back by the speakers too. So you got like the surround sound even more. And you're like, oh fuck this. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a movie that I've turned up like because because you hear all kinds of stuff in the sound, you know. Yeah. I'm sure like all the stuff like, in the beginning of like the noises in the ceiling too. I mean that shit was like so much louder. Oh, it is. Then when you start hearing her laugh, it like echoes throughout. So it sounds like she's right behind you and then next to you, you're like, no, nah, no, nah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, you really feel it. Yeah. Out. It's like I've never had the guts to play the VR Exorcist game that came out. Oh yeah, that one that is not is that one that's the one that's kind of um set on the murders that happened between Exorcist one and three, right? Yeah. Yeah, it looks really creepy. I watched the videos you sent me of that. Right. Isn't it? It looked really creepy, particularly being VR, like, in it, you know? Yep. Like, the, um, I, I'd, like, I'd really love to go see it in the theaters again. I me- I feel like, um, that one year we went and saw Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Um, they were showing it, but I didn't figure it out until after it happened. I remember yeah. finding out about that that they're doing the the how horror movies up there until right. uh, October. And I think they did play The Exorcist like at the beginning of the month, and it's like, man, I, 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 I definitely next time we get a chance, we should go see it. Just playing it, right, so, dude, for sure. Be nice if they did the 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 that like um uh again like uh this year, you know, like with that horror movies for Halloween. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Like every weekend. It'd still be um, crazy to have that prop that I've showed you that I would never want because it scares the hell out of me. <laughs> the Reagan doll? Yeah, that Reagan doll. It's like actual, like, good looking, not like the ones at the other place. Like the crappy, like, spirit ones they had last year? Yep. Yep. Yeah, like that, that one is like, I don't know why you'd want to have. It's like a museum quality, like like Reagan doll, you know. Right. I don't know why you'd want to have that. Like why? <laughs> no, know? I'm good. I, I do not need to see that in my house. In fact, that Halloween group I belong to is a guy that actually has it. Oh really? And I'm like, oh hell no! He has it sitting in his bathtub. That's that's not that's not good. No, because he has like. Over like three hundred statues of stuff like that, like movie quality props. Oh wow! It's and it's like in his bathtub, just sitting there. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I remember, I was joking. I was like, imagine if, he, if I got that and uh, put it outside, like like while you're sleeping, like put it outside your 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 bedroom door or something like that. Yeah. You open the door and you just like this is work right there. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have a heart attack and die. I'm gonna. Freaking destroy it with a baseball bat. <laughs> Just go in a fight or flight mode. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny how you how you like developed your like fear of the of of Reagan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> drugs are bad. <laughs> right, not a good idea to to watch. Exorcist on LSD. No, not really. <laughs> uh, that was a young, dumb version of me. The um, but at least you're kind of you're overcoming it now. Yeah. 
all the time. I mean, you're, you're even wearing like the Exorcist t-shirt and stuff. Oh, yeah, dude, I'm doing better. <laughs> For sure. I used to have an Exorcist poster up on my wall. Like, in No, my- no, we're good. That, that's pushing it. I used I'd to probably have- never sleep. I used to have the one, um, like, you know, the picture like, where she's, um, the poster where she's, like, looking up, like, when she's hypnotized? Yeah. Yeah, I had that poster. Nice. My um, room when I was growing up. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like, that work. Funko Pop of her, but I have it, like, up above behind me because I used to have her up front and her eyes actually glow green that night. Oh, really? And I was like, no, no, we're good. That's moving. <laughs> That's creepy. Yeah, I have, like, the eye- glowing green eyes there and he's looking at you. Yeah. The, um... Yeah, I think it's like this movie. Like, I think everybody in it is great, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, all the actors are just uh, amazing. Yep. You know, and all the fucking. Uh, Dick Smith uh, did all the special effects. Yeah. And makeup and stuff. And I mean, he. One of the craziest things about the movie, I think, is that um, Max von Sydow is only a couple years older than fucking. Um, Jason, what's his name? He played Miller. Yeah, Jason Miller. Like, yep. they're pretty, they're pretty close in age, but they they fucking did the fucking old age. Dick Smith did the old age makeup on on um Max von Sydow and made him look yep. old. And the funniest part about it is that it was the makeup was so good that when Max von Sydow actually got old, he looked almost exactly the same as he did in this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, he did. It's, so that goes to how good of a makeup expe- effects that Dick Smith did, you know? Yep. It could age somebody that way where he looked exactly the same, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think that fucking Max von Sydow was old in the movie, but he was, like, in his 40s. Right. I mean, that's the first movie I ever saw him in. So I thought he was an old guy until I saw a different movie with him later, and I thought that was, they were, the movies weren't that made far apart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if you watch um, like this movie, and then let's say I don't know, like I mean, obviously I've watched all of it, a lot of most of his movies that Ingmar Bergman made, but right around like the fifties or something. But like let's say uh, Conan the Barbarian, he's in that. Yeah, and that was made like late, later, like a few years later, you know. Yep, a long time later because actually just came out what nineteen seventy three. Yeah, like ten years later, you know. Right. And I mean, Max von Sydow just died. Um, was, it, was it 2020? Yeah, I think so. It was 2020, yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. I still love the fact this movie came out the day after Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> That's right. Merry Christmas. Enjoy. It was a huge hit, too. I mean, they had fucking people lined up. Like, they were doing like 24 7 like showings in some theaters. Yeah. My uncle went to go see it, and the press actually asked him if he was scared of it. Oh, really? They had, they had the press asked him? Yeah. He, he went and saw it at, I don't know, some theater. Actually, he saw he saw where the Gothic is. Oh, back when it was a movie theater? Yep. Yeah. That, I mean, I remember my dad talking about seeing it when it came out, you know, and I think he was living in maybe San Francisco when that, when that came out. Right. I remember him talking about, you know, like, having to, like, 
was standing in a line that was like wrapped around the block and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like it was a huge hit. Yeah, it was. I think it really was a game changer too with horror as a whole, you know? Yep. Like obviously we had like night, uh, night of living dead in like 69 or whatever. Right. And, um, you know, things were kind of moving in a different direction. Right. But I think, um, the exorcist really like changed the game in a lot of ways, you know? Oh yeah, dude. And, uh, and also kicked off like between this and the omen, it was like the seventies was like the era of like the satanic, like possession movie, you know? <laughs> yep. No, oh, yeah, dude, absolutely. And I think every fucking ex movie that has exorcism in it since this one has always like kind of like looked back at this movie. Yep. Even if you look at, like the Conjuring, where it has the Exorcist, at the Exorcism at the end, it still feels kind of like the Exorcist. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, dude, for sure. Like, just like, like I think uh, you know, if you're like putting up a list of the most influential horror movies of all time, this one's gotta be up there. You know? Oh yeah. And I think it's one of my favorite ones as well. Oh hell yeah, dude! Absolutely, I love this. So my favorite Exorcist movies. Is this Exorcist Three and the Exorcism of Emily Rose? Yeah, that, me too. Exorcism of Emily Rose is a really good movie. Yeah, it is. And I think the one thing that I remember, I, need, I mean, I haven't watched Exorcism of Emily Rose in a while, but I do own it. I should probably rewatch it at some point. But one thing I remember feeling very like creeped out by with that movie that maybe actually made it a little bit even scarier than this one is that. The family isn't like, you know, an exorcist, an exorcist, like, you know, these people are pretty rich, you know, she's yep. rich enough to take her daughter to all these fucking, like, getting all these fucking scans and all this shit going, you know, and, and like medical care. And, you know, she's, you know, got, they got like proper stuff to strap her to the bed. You know what I mean? That's like, everything's like, you know, that's like, kind of like a little safer in a way. Yeah. Where an exorcism family rose is not. It's not no. safe. Like they're out in the middle of the fucking nowhere, you know, like out in the boon, you know, the prairie, basically. Like, like, out, out, if you like, it's like out in some like fucking farmhouse, like, um, like out in the middle of Colorado, you know, the eastern Colorado or something. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, and and they don't have proper stuff. Like they don't have. There's no, you know, they don't have anything really proper. You know what I mean? Yeah she's like fucking dangerous and she's out about running around and stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, dude. Like it's way creepier and in, in that way. You know what I mean? And you yep. feel, for, feel for in that movie, the family too, because you know, they're just like, you know, farmers, you know, like rural people, you know, who don't know what to do. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't have money or resources to go to all these doctors and shit. You know what I mean? So I felt like that made that movie ha have this kind of extra little creepy edge to it, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, obviously, actually, this is creepy and scary, but I, I feel like there's, like, you know, you feel a little more unsafe with that movie because of the situation with the family. Right. Um, another exorcist movie that I really like is um, uh, the, the Possession, the, the one with, like, the... Um, Jewish Dybbuk box. Oh, right. 
Like it's like a Jewish demon, you know? Yeah. I thought that movie was pretty cool too. Another one I like too is Stigmata. Yeah, Stigmata is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. In the nineties he had like a lot of those types of movies again for some reason. Yeah, I think a lot of it was like late nineties too. Yeah, like, I just thought that was just because of uh Y2K. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because he had like end of days with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And yeah, Stigmata and the Devil's uh Apostle or whatever. Yeah. Not Devil's Apostle. What's that movie called? Um one with uh Robert De Niro. Not Robert De Niro, sorry, Al Pacino. Oh um Devil's Advocate. Devil's Advocate. Yeah. Um uh, there's a there's a few others like that. Yep. The late nineties. And of course you had all the fucking Christians and stuff like uh all upset about like Marilyn Manson and all stuff too back then. Right. You know, it was like a it was like a nineties satanic panic. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm trying to think of some other good like exorcism movies aside from those, and there's not a lot that are actually good. Right. Definitely the Exorcist 2 is not a good movie. No, no, not at all. <laughs> there's no there's no um good things about that movie. No. The only thing that I liked was the part where you kind of went back in time with Father Marin. Right. In Africa for like, you know, a few minutes. It was just like they but it was more frustrating than anything cuz you're like, man, could have had a fucking movie about Father Marin back in Africa. With yep. some sit out, you know, yep. had, you know, because he looked young enough without the makeup, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, dude. We could have had a movie about that then, you know, rather than trying to come back and make that later on, you know what I mean? Yep, like that would have been so much better if the whole movie was just that, but instead, we got this like weird fucking mess that that movie is with like. Yeah, Richard Burton is like this alcoholic priest and stuff. Right. He has a couple good, like, he has like a good monologue in that movie, that, if I remember correctly. There's a couple oh, good yeah. ones, but overall that movie's really bad. Oh, yeah. That is funny kind of weird. I don't know how you can take a movie with Richard Burton and yeah, Max on say that one parts of it, and it's directed by John Borman, who did like Excalibur and stuff that's good movies, you know? Deliverance and stuff, and I don't know how I don't know how the movie came out so bad. I have no idea. <laughs> no idea, dude. Yeah, because then they later on they did the Dominion uh, and the Exorcist at the beginning. Yes, which was when they tried to do that story of him in Africa. Yep. And uh, Dominion is a very boring movie. Oh yeah, it's not not easy to watch. No, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Real bad special effects at the end too. Like the oh yeah. Movie. And then um, at the beginning, I think is a, is a better movie overall. Right. The ending is real bad. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Like the exorcism part in that. Oh god. It's so goofy. Oh, and she's running down the cave. <laughs> yeah. All I could think of is that scene. I was like, it made me think of scary movie too. Like. When they throw the tic tac in her mouth. Yeah. 
It's it's bad. That part is so silly. Oh yeah. The rest of the movie is not that. It's like it's at least entertaining, but that part of the movie is like so goofy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Dominion one, like some parts of it, like worked better. But then, uh, yeah, it's just like they went in like a real weird direction with like the the possession in that movie. Right. And yeah, it just uh, didn't really work. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing with Exorcist, though, is you get this kind of weird stuff of, like, where you got, like, two versions of one of a movie, and it's, like, I feel like the, the you know, even Exorcist 3 has, you know, they added some, like, kind of goofy, like, Exorcist uh, scene at the end, but um, at least that movie's a good movie, like, I feel like the Exorcist is one of those, like, cursed, like, cursed, like, uh, series, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, dude, for sure. Uh, it's kind of like I'm trying to think. There's like uh, other franchises that are like that, like Halloween. You know, Halloween's another cursed one where they can never really make a good movie after. You know, right? <laughs> a truly good movie. You know, like. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, but yeah, and you told me that the TV show was good, though, right? Oh, the TV show is amazing. Like, it sucks it ended up for two seasons because each season was its own thing, but you still have the same two priests in it. And there was kind of a subplot behind everything. And the way it was going after the second season, you could see where they're going to expand it and really show like how the demons are trying to take over the world in some respects okay. by taking over higher power areas. Okay. So it was like, kind of like showing like a kind of demonic, like um, conspiracy or something. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, it would have been awesome with the way it was going, but I think it was ahead of its time. Like, if it came out now, especially, like, not even on Fox, but let's say, like, a streaming service, Yeah, it would definitely find its, like, audience. And it, it, it only kind of tied in, like, vaguely with the, the original movie, right? Like, it wasn't really... The first one's a direct sequel to the original. Oh, really? You don't realize it until, like, the seventh episode. Okay. But then you find out that it's all with that. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, it's kind of like with that, that new movie they're trying to make where it's like a new sequel to the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I don't trust um, what's his name, uh, the guy who did at Halloween. Oh, um, David Gordon Green. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust him anymore. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I saw that they chose their girl to play the possessed person, but right. I mean, if it, as long as it, I mean, at least it's not a remake. Hey, I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Like, at first when they were like, I thought they were making a remake. I was like, oh hell no. Oh, that's what I thought too. I was like, you're out your damn mind. And I think most people think that. I don't. I don't think a remake of The Exorcist would do well. No, not at all. It is like it's like here's like one of the most classic perfect horror movies of all time. Like you're not remaking. Yep. No, you'd ruin it. One, they use so much CG in it. Yeah, and this one, 
the, the movie is so close to the book too like with the right the only thing that you know the book's a little bit deeper in certain parts is you know that subplot with the with, with the housekeepers but overall the movie and the book are pretty close to each other yeah they are the only real difference is the fact that the exorcism takes a little bit longer you know yep and you kind of been figures the thing out earlier yeah and like beat for beat like it's kind of the same you know like you really can't go back to the source material and do something different with it that would be better right no the other difference too is because remember they take her away that psych place for a while in the book yeah that's right yeah like uh for like uh observation yeah the book. and they come back and then when she masturbates with the crucifix is when it goes to cartoons all about the exorcism yeah the book is so good though it's a really good book that book is creepy as hell yeah i know my mom like told, always told me that she thought the book was scarier than the movie Oh, I could, I could see that. I've read the book three times now in my life. Yeah, I've only I've read it a couple times. First time I read it was after I saw the movie the first time. I checked it out at the library. Oh, yeah, you read it when you're like 12 years, 11 years old or whatever? Yeah. And then the second time I read it was in high school for an actual uh, book report. Okay, yeah. And then just recently when I re read it, then I thought you brought that one too, right? Yeah, I own the Exorcist, but you, that's right. Yeah, you owe me borrow Legion, which I thought I gave back to you, but then I realized I still had it. That's right. So I'll be giving that back to you when I see you. Yeah, the um, yeah Legion is a great book too. But yeah, like Exorcist, like I mean, I, last time I read it, like I read it like in like a couple sittings. Like it's very like compelling read, you know. Oh yeah, it's it's such a quick read once you get into it. And it is really creepy, like. Some of the extra detail that he can describe with certain things, you know? Yes. Kind of magnifies it to be a little bit creepier. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, even, like, when they're listening to the audio. Yeah. Yeah. It's creepy because you just can picture it. Yeah, you're, like, imagining it in your head. Yeah, I think um, I love the way that in the movie where they use the voice. Like for her, you know, like, um, oh, yeah, Mercedes in Cambridge. Yeah, have you ever heard her story about how they did all that? Yeah, or they, um, she like she had quit smoking and they, or something, I don't know, like quit drinking, but she like drank some like whiskey and like smoked like continuously as like smoking cigarettes and stuff like that. And they, like, like, yeah, and she had a priest with her in the room and they tied her up. Yeah, that's right. They tied her up to the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she got like a real good like vo like voice performance. So real creepy. Yeah. And like perfect. It's like a perfect, you know, possessed voice. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. And it, and it wasn't even like they didn't even like alter it. That's just her voice from everything that she did. Yeah. They have to alter it. I do, and I really like when they when they do this stuff where there's multiple. She's doing multiple voices at the same time. Right. It was a creepy idea because it's supposed because you think about it, diegetically, it's supposed to be coming out of her at one time. You know. Yep. But it's like multiple voices. It's creepy, you know. Oh yeah. Like. There's no way. Like, if I was in that situation, like you need to listen to this audio. I'm like the hell I do. 
<laughs> no, we're good. The bitch is gonna die. Right. Like sitting there listening. I think yeah, the whole scene like where he's like listening to the audio always just like creeps me out. Right. He's just sitting there listening to it, you know what I mean? Yep. And yeah, and I like I like like when the phone rings and she calls him to come see the the help me thing, like yeah you know like when the phone rings i was like yeah me too <laughs> yep exactly he's like nope that chills yeah i don't I mean, these are some these are some brave guys i don't think i really i don't know how i deal with if i was around that for real no i don't know dude like yeah dude like i mean i just can't imagine can you imagine like being around going in a room and it's like colder right because and and she's there like looking all evil and making all these weird sounds and shit fuck no dude hell no dude i am not that's a that's a no for me i'm not dealing with that <laughs> right or like the whole spider walk i'm like nope i just walk out the front door yeah yeah i'm out <laughs> yeah it's funny too because um I mean, obviously, neither one of us has kids, so we don't can't fully relate in a way. But right when you get older, I can like see the movie more through Chris's eyes. Yeah, imagine how horrific it would be for your kid to be like that. Yeah, and I know that some people I know have told me that once they had kids, they couldn't watch the movie for a while. I could see that because they because it's like watch the movie and it just like creeped them out so much. I think. Um, friend Jackie something I like after he had it had his daughter like he like tried to watch the exorcist and it like got to him more you know because he could right he's like relating to it like in like a direct way like oh fuck the imagining him being that being himself you know what I mean yeah Which I could understand that yeah oh yeah dude even being as an adult I can kind of I can kind of put myself in that mindset a little bit more like yeah, I'd be fucked up to it to have to deal with that. Oh, dude, for sure. Yeah. And uh, just like, and of course, Karis's whole plot line I can relate to as well. And yeah, it was a. I think that's what makes the movie great is you have these kind of is like this kind of um, characters are really well written and and they're relatable and you can kind kind of um, you know you got this kind of hotline going on and as you said there's like a character arc where it's like Karis like loses his faith and then he he gains it at the end you know what I mean right I think that's that's like one of the dominant themes of the movie is faith you know oh yeah dude uh, I wonder if this movie actually did in, inspire anybody to join the Catholic Church or something like like when played Peter Blady intended right I don't know <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of. Uh, but it's definitely a very Catholic movie. <laughs> Dude, definitely, for sure. Yeah, it's just. It's one of those movies, like like you said, to, you have to watch it if you're a horror fan. It doesn't matter. It, whether you like it or not, that's fine, but you have to watch it. Yeah, I think so. I think everybody who's a, you know, you know, it's one of those essential movies. Like, if you got, like, if, like, as a kid who's, like, getting into horror, like, they got to watch The Exorcist, you know? 
Yeah. Like an essential movie. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. And I never met anyone who hates it. No, I haven't either. I definitely met people who didn't like it as much as I do, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I never I know stuff like, What's that? I know, like, some people are like, oh, it's just, it drags. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It's just, a, it's a slow burn. Yeah. I feel like some people, if it doesn't really hit them right, they might think it's kind of boring or slow. Yeah. You know, obviously, like, in some ways, like, I mean, I personally feel like the makeup and everything still works to this day, you know? Oh, hell yeah. And um, maybe it's not quite as shocking as it was in the 70s, you know? When people saw us in 73, this was probably, like, getting fucking punched in the face, kind of, you know? Because they never seen right. it before. But, but I did, in this day and age, we've seen something this before, but it's still effective, you know? Yep. And, um, and yeah, the vibe, you just have to, like, really, like, sink into the let the movie like you know suck you in you know oh yeah kind of sucked into the movie and and you're kind of vibing on it like yeah it's very effective like atmosphere you know right yeah i mean i mean yeah and i will admit there's sometimes where some of the stuff that that she says and does does make me kind of giggle like because it's kind of like in that way of like it's so like fucked up that's kind of funny you know (laughs) Uh, I always like in Beetlejuice where he's like, I've seen The Exorcist like 10,000 times and it gets funnier every time. That's right. Have you ever seen Repossessed? Repossessed? No. It's hilarious. It's with Linda Blair. Oh, that's that one that is, that's a, uh, what's, uh, that's one, is that a Mel Brooks movie? It's either Mel, it's somebody, I think it's Mel Brooks, it might be. It's like it's like that kind of movie though, right? Or it's like a, yeah, it's like that. It's either done by Mel Brooks or the people that I think that um, uh, shoot, what's that movie called? Airplane. Yeah, no, yeah, it's Air, not Mel Brooks. Yeah, it's done by people who did Airplane. Yeah, like the Leslie Nielsen movies. Yeah, I have not seen that one. I've heard of it though. Yeah, it's hilarious. Because like when she gets possessed, she's like, "Not again." <laughs> Repossessed. Mm-hmm. Is it like starring Linda Blair as herself? Um, I can't remember. I think she's playing somebody else. Okay, but they kind of make the joke about it. Yeah, like break. The, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen that. I have to check that out. It, dude, it's funny. Yeah, those those kind of movies. Like, I like Airplane is funny. Oh yeah. Like the Naked Gun. Right. The um. Some of the leader ones were a little, like, not that funny, though, like Spy Hard. No, oh, yeah, that's when they just started going downhill. Yeah. I get Dracula Dead and Loving, it was okay, though. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Really cracks me up way too way too much, I think. <laughs> I I remember liking it when, when, we when I was a kid, but I don't think I've seen it since the 90s. Right. Yeah. Those movies were real popular in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. I guess scary movie is kind of like a continuation of that in a way, that kind of thing. Right. Like a spoof movie. Yeah. I never watched any of the scary movies past the first one, though. Oh, I've only seen the first two, so. Yeah. I was like, the, um, yeah, the, I think that we're all like, 
Exorcist, just like, yeah, this is one of those great movies. I think everybody got got to watch it, you know? Right. And, uh, yeah, so that's really like where it comes down to, like, but, like, where, you know, what comes down to with Exorcist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was there anything else you probably uh, talk about talking with it? Uh, I can't think of anything else. You pretty much covered everything that I can think of. Just the fact that it's, to me, the scariest movie of all time still. Yeah, it's like it's like up it's like up there for your scary movies. Yep. It's my number one scariest movie, so Yeah, it's like it's like the one that got gets you the most. Yep. It's funny too because you said like the first time when you watched it as a kid didn't scare you as much. So it's like it scared you more as you got older, right? So Yep. I think Yeah, as a kid, dude, that was, I just was like, Oh, that's pretty cool and then, then I got older and just started to freak the hell out of me. Yeah, it's kinda like, funny. Yeah. That, but... Doing LSD and watching it, not the best idea. It freaks me out, but that just freaks me out because that's a stupid idea. Right. Well, yeah, the, the whole movie kind of works better for you as you got older. Yep. Yeah, I definitely agree with that as well. I think it creeps me out more now, like seeing it than it did even when I was a kid. Right. As many times you see it, you feel creeped out. Yeah, I would say it's up there for me too. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, um, and I mean, yeah, if it, in my top horror movies, it, I mean, it's one of those contenders for the for number one, you know. Yep. Like, um, you know, it's up there. Like, I, sometimes I think about that. Like, what is my top horror movies? And like, I'd have to really think about it. But it's definitely one of the one. It's in the you know, this might be number one. You know. Oh yeah, dude. You remember that Exorcist? Did you ever seen that Exorcist uh, um, haunted house they had at Universal? I think. Yep. That'd be hard for me to go through, but I would try my best. <laughs> <laughs> like flashing like the fucking uh, Mister Howdy and stuff. Yep. Yeah, I think it it might be creepy. Oh yeah. I definitely didn't know enough a lot of haunted houses where they got the Exorcist in it. Right. I've only been through one where she chased me. Really? They had her like out and about like chasing you? Yeah, she was in one of the haunted houses out here years ago. I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> she's like in the room or something? Yeah, she's in the room. She's like on the floor and I walked in. She looked up and just started giggling. I was like, nope, nope. We're just going to walk through this room. <laughs> she's, she's like, like, no, you're not. I'm like, oh, yes, I am. <laughs> She like follows you and shit. Yep. She's had her time. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna punch this bitch. <laughs> I was like, even though I've done this before, where I scare people, I get it. Back off. Right. Yeah, you never know to trigger somebody. Yeah. Um, I went to Frightmare one time, and they had a room and their thing where they had the Exorcist. Right. Like the scene of like you know they had like the two guys dressed up as the priests and she was like floating you know yeah which is pretty cool oh yeah yeah no I mean that's one thing with the effects like that and really you know we talked about the makeup of the effects and this were great too like and how they were like done was crazy too like it's all in camera you know what I mean right where she's floating or the bed shaking and and um and all that shit like it's crazy how good that they, they did with those things you know right and i think in one scene uh, there was a part where 
I think the bed's like shaking where they had like wires like from the bed to pull it up and stuff. And yeah. they painted the wires like the color of the background, so you really can't see it even in 4K or whatever. Not 4K, but you know, like um, in the high def Blu-ray or anything, you know. Right. Definitely, yeah, definitely impressive. Oh yeah. And very simple, like just simple, like magic trick type shit, you know. Yeah. Oh, definitely, dude. Definitely one of the best movies, best horror movies of all time. That's what you can, can uh, be the, the last word for this movie, I guess. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks for having me on, dude. Yeah, of course. Well, um, uh, well I know we're going to do um, Friday the 13th, like later on. Hell yeah. Like for October, but I mean, we should do we would do we should do some stuff before then, obviously. Like, so oh, dude, absolutely. Yeah. We'll do, maybe, you know, maybe we'll do some more like um, you know, one-off movies, you know. Yep. Over the next few months, and then Jaws would be cool. Yeah, we could do Jaws. Maybe we can do Jaws in like July or something. Hell yeah, dude. That'd be cool. Yeah, like it's a good. That's a good summer one. Yeah. Maybe some other. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure out. We'll do some other one. Some other ones as Sweet. well. And then, um, and then uh, in uh, October we'll do the do our our mega Friday thirteenth in time for that series coming out that um Brian Fuller. Yep. Hell yeah, dude. Yep. Yeah, because that that's a good thing too. Because like I I feel like Friday thirteenth is a good movie to watch, good movie series to watch like over the course of the summer. Yeah. Early fall, you know. Oh hell yeah, dude. They're definitely summer horror. You know, it's like going to summer camp, you know, kind of horror. You know what I mean? Like, that's when you got to watch it. Yep. So, yeah, we're going to, I want to watch through all those movies over, over the summer. Same here. I'll be watching again. I'm, that's my favorite series. So, yeah. Well, I just said my favorite series, just Jason, my favorite character. So, I mean, in a way, it's probably one of the better series. Oh, it is for sure. I think I think it and Nightmare on Elm Street are probably the, are the best like series overall. Oh yeah, dude, absolutely. It's like a toss up. I just sometimes I'm like Friday Thirteenth better, and sometimes I'm like God ah, Nightmare's better. Yeah, it's hard to choose. Like, you know, Friday Thirteenth is just real consistent. Like, you know, pretty much out of the original block. I mean, five is like not the best because it's not Jason. Yeah. And. But it's still not a bad movie, you know. And then, you know, Jason Goes Manhattan isn't is not a very good movie. No, it has its moments. Yes, but the rest of the movies are great, you know. So, are all oh, yeah, entertaining. So, that'd be cool to go back and talk. And I'll I'll read my uh, Friday Thirteenth book I have too before I. Oh, sweet dude. So, yeah, that's what's going to happen later. Yeah, maybe we'll do Jaws in July and I figure out. Oh yeah. To do in the meantime. Sounds good to me, dude. Cool, dude. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you. I'll talk to you, dude. All right, cool, dude. Bye. All right, bye.